I'm calling today's word Healing Rain Revival. And that's the revival of the Holy Spirit. I believe we are seeing the beginnings of. When Peter said on the day of Pentecost that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was what the prophet Joel was speaking about, he quoted from Joel and he said this, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh, that's all people. And that is what happened. That was the start of the last days outpouring. But Peter did not quote what Joel finally said in his prophecy about the end of the last days outpouring of his spirit. The book of Acts was the start, and then there was an end that Joel spoke about that Peter didn't mention. Joel said that a great outpouring of his spirit would precede the event of the sun being turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great an awesome day of the Lord. The Holy Spirit did not tell Peter to quote that part about the end time final outpouring because that was not the time of the Lord's second coming. So there's a gap of time between the first outpouring and the final greater outpouring and we're still living in that time gap. And Joel does explain the gap between the two outpourings, however, when he compares the outpouring of the Spirit to the falling of the former and latter rains upon the earth. And they occurred every year agriculturally for Israel. Every year there was a long period of the dry months from one harvest festival to the next when the land weathered and became hardened and it needed a moderate former rain to fall and soften the earth before sowing. And then there would be a latter rain that would ripen the crop before harvesting. Joel says in his prophecy that the final outpouring of God's spirit would bring both former and latter rains to come at the same time. And when is that, you might ask? Joel says he has appointed you the former rain moderately and he will cause the former rain and the latter rain to come down in the same month. That is a double portion outpouring. It's clear that we've not seen the final great and awesome day of the Lord. and We've not seen the final and great outpouring of the Spirit, even though we've had times of refreshing and revivals through many former rain outpourings of God's Spirit since Pentecost. When the former and latter rains fall upon us in their due time as a double portion of the Holy Spirit, the former rain will soften the hearts of people and the latter rain will ripen the fruit of the Spirit of love and peace and joy and bring healing to our souls, the salvation of the soul. The story of Joel about God's people going their own way and then being drawn back to God. That's his story, being drawn away and then going through a time of desolation and affliction and then being drawn back. That's an archetype or a model of our journey of life for all of us. As individuals, we start off on the right track relatively speaking, 
And then we make our way on our own journey with our own ideas of what's best for us, despite what anyone else's version is of what we should do. But as a little child, we just look so perfect. And when Joel describes Israel, he's speaking about a beautiful land, a fig tree and vine, all of his fruit life. Then he speaks about getting off track. So when we start to make our own way, our own ideas, no matter what anyone else says, what is the best, we do that. That's who we are as human beings with a free will. And that can get us into trouble and grief. We make wrong choices through lack of wisdom. And we also get wounded through the lack of understanding of relationships. Oh yeah. And our heart can become hardened over time and the seed of God's word of life is unable to penetrate it. The seasons of dryness of the heart. Sometimes God has to break up that parched, weathered, fallow ground with tough love. The dealings of a loving Father God. But his preferred remedy is his mercy and grace in sending the rain of the Holy Spirit to soften our hearts and draw us back to himself. The book of Hosea is also a story of both Israel and the church because all of these Old Testament prophecies were for Israel and us. Paul makes that clear. All these things were for your sakes so that you shouldn't go the same way. Thank you, Paul, but we did anyway. But we know God has his hand upon us and he wants to revive his people and reorder our lives. But Hosea speaks about God's people going through times of falling away from God and being made desolate. And they too then turn back to God in their time of affliction and they are revived. God says to Israel, after they've been stubbornly going astray, that he's going to leave them to themselves to go their own way and that he will go and return to his place. That was heaven. And that in their affliction, they will earnestly seek him. I'll read Hosea chapter 5, verse 15. God says, I'll return again to my place till they acknowledge their offence. Then they will seek my face. In their affliction, they will earnestly seek me. And then they will say, come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us, but he will heal us. He has afflicted us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going from us is established as the morning. But he will come to us like the rain, like the former and latter rain to the earth. That's our expectation. So Hosea is also talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that Joel spoke of. When God left Israel and returned to his place in heaven, he was giving them time to consider their ways. And in their affliction, they would seek his face and return to him. In due course, Israel 
will receive the healing of their souls from the former and latter reigns of the Holy Spirit so that they can be revived and live in his presence. That's for them. But there's us. Because the last time that God said to his people that he would return and go to his place was when Jesus spoke to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. That was a slightly different reason. There were still going to come times of trial and tribulation for us, but God had a mighty purpose in saying, I'm going to go and return to my place. In John 14, he speaks to his disciples and he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. These things that I've spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And he overcomes that in us as well. He lifts us above something into a place with him that he is prepared. I mean, we have a place in our hearts now that he is in. And when tribulation comes, we know that he's overcome those things that would overcome our heart and we are lifted above them because we're in him and he is in us. So he's actually giving all of this in, in a kind of a code message to them. They didn't quite understand what it meant. But he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And then he turns to his father and he says, my prayer for all of them is that they will be of one heart and mind, just as you and I are, Father. That just as you are in me and I am in you, so they will be in us and the world will believe that you sent me. This great and awesome day of the Lord is always getting closer. And it doesn't matter what time in history you make that statement, it's always true. <laughs> but we're living in days when there are worse things happening in the world than ever before. I believe we will see not only more darkness and tribulation in the earth than ever before, but I have an expectation to see more spiritual activity of the Holy Spirit that we have ever seen before in past visitations of God since Pentecost. And I believe we're in the beginning of that right now. Too many good words have been spoken over the years. Words of life, but many words of life have fallen on deaf ears and hard hearts. But the works of God are going to become more manifest. And that will open people's eyes. Expect it. That will give them ears that are ready to hear in the days in which we live. And while the double portion of healing reigns is softening the wounded hearts, the fruit of the Spirit will speedily become evident in transformed hearts and minds. It takes a long time for a softened heart to adjust itself and begin to become strong in faith 
and to find grace to help in time of need, not to depend upon willpower to try and save the things in the soul that have crippled and distorted our mindset and our understanding of truth and wounded our heart, formed behaviour patterns that are kind of self-rescue missions in our lives. That takes a while in a life. It can almost take a lifetime. But I believe that what God is saying is when the former reigns that soften the heart, that are ready for the grain to germinate and take root, that was what the former rain was for, when that happens and then the latter rain comes to ripen the fruit, it's all happening. You'll see it. You say, that was a quick work that he did in the earth, in that person. What happened? Well, God happens. We can try all we like and let's try all we can. But when God does it, it's like what the Bible says. It's like the word from Amos chapter 9. I'll read it to you. I'll finish with this. Workers will still be harvesting when it's time to plough the fields again. They will still be trampling the grapes when it's time for a new crop. Sweet wine will drip from the mountains and pour from the hills. We thank you, Lord, that we're in the times of a double portion. It's not about us trying harder. It's about us receiving more of what you have to pour out upon us. Being thankful, being grateful, receiving mercy because we can disqualify ourselves and say we're not worthy of that. But you've made us sit with you, Lord, and receive from the Father the good things. As you've said in your word, all things are of God and they are all for you. We give thanks and we can live with a hope and a faith of your healing reign upon the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to receive that healing rain as we sit right now. We just let the music reflect the peace of the holy place. Let the former rain soften your heart that may have been wounded through disappointments the former rain softened that heart that it might trust like never before and the word of God find root in there and let the ripening rain bring forth the fruit of the love and the peace and joy of the Holy Spirit in our lives as you walk your steady path of grace and truth and love in the world that is around you and the people that you know and love, that know you and trust you. Expect God to overtake you and go ahead and be doing the work. Expect to see the works of God being made manifest that will open people's eyes and their ears as you pray.